Good morning, guys. I am so excited to have Sarah Bacon today on Over It. Um, just she is an awesome influencer. I've stalked her on Instagram, and she has just been such an inspiration to me, um, being a single woman and to so many others. So I'm super excited to dive in today with her and just talk about being single and dating. Sarah, how are you? Yay. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm so excited to be here too. And I'm doing, I'm doing really well today. Yeah. It's a good morning so far. Good. Um, so I always like to ask um, a fun fact. So what's a little fun fact about you that not a lot of people would know about just by meeting you? Well, something I definitely don't bring up in conversation initially, and you would never know this from knowing me in current life because I am not a musical person by any means, but I was actually a bass player in an all-girls rock band uh, my junior and senior year of high school with a few other friends of mine, um, and it was truly like one of the most fun things I ever did. I was not super talented. My friends just recruited me, pretty sure, because they my family had my dad's in a band, so or he was in a band, so we had all the equipment. And they're just like, "No, you can figure it out. We'll teach you how to play the bass for these songs." Um, but it was so fun. We played in like talent shows and um, birthday parties, and um, yeah, it was great. That's super rad. Yeah, I would have never, <laughs> never. Yeah. Tell me there's pictures. There's got to be pictures, right? There's definitely pictures. There's also a VHS somewhere that people always ask to see, but I refuse. I think it's at my parents' house. And then I think one of the girls that's in the band also has a video, but we haven't watched it since, I I don't know, since high school. So (laughs) Um, I'd probably be horrified to watch it, but maybe someday. (laughs) I love that it's VHS so your parents can whip it out and be like, hey, let's put on the VHS of Sarah and her Ultimate blackmail. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Do you still play anything anymore or no? No, definitely not. I was, I mean, I took piano lessons growing up and then I might've taken like a couple bass lessons because my brother was also taking them. And then once I was in the band, but, um, no, I don't, I don't have a good singing voice. I don't play any instruments. So, um, that was a short lived talent of mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's fun. <laughs> Um, so I want to just kind of get right into it cause I'm going to get to the point kind of gal and I'm yeah. sure you are too. Um, so I just, I'm, I'm excited to speak with you because you, um, have just created this beautiful life of yours being single. And, um, I want to dive into that and how you, came about that and how you created that and the struggles and my podcasts are very raw. Um, and so we just kind of get down to the nitty gritty and the hard truth of, you know, how hard it is to be single and what it looks like in 2020, and especially now with the pandemic. And I know mm-hmm. that's thrown a huge wrench into mm-hmm single people, you know, now it's even more hard to meet someone. It's like, right. okay, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so it's like, give us a break here. Um, so I wanted to, um, if you don't mind me asking just to share, um, and you can do like your age range if you want, if you don't want to give the no, exact no. number, but um, how old are you? And I asked that because, I mean, I'm I'm 34. And so I think it's good to share our age because everybody's past 30 is like, is it me? What's wrong with me? So yeah. um, Yeah. How old are you? And how long have you been single? 
yeah. Oh, I have no problem sharing my age. I am proud to be 35. And even if that was an age that when I was younger, I would have thought that by this point, I would have been married with multiple kids probably. I, yeah, it doesn't phase me. And I also agree that I think it's so important for us to see other women that are enjoying their lives and living life to the fullest, no matter what roles they have in their life. So I'm all about sharing that. As far as my relationship history goes, I actually, I've been someone who's always, I've had such a mix of experiences. So I've had multiple long-term relationships, so like multiple years long, but then I've had years in between those where I was single. And then currently my last relationship was four, ended four years ago. So I've been very single for four years. I mean, there's been maybe a couple people I've gone on like a few dates with, but um, definitely no one that I've called a boyfriend. And so it's in these last four years, I'd say is when I've done the most amount of growing um, personally and in my own life around um, embracing singleness and learning what it means to be a whole full woman and someone who can fully enjoy their life. Um, But yeah, I definitely, you know, wouldn't have expected to be single at this point, but I'm also surprised at how much I'm enjoying it too. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I want to talk about that because, you know, you mentioned you didn't think you'd be single at this age and, but you're also enjoying your singlehood. So how do you, I call it the lonelies. Um, mm-hmm. when those, there's those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, it would just be so great if I had <laughs> a boyfriend or a husband to go get me yogurt or like frozen yogurt Mm -hmm. or like I need, you know, or on a deeper level, like I want to do life with someone. Life is very difficult. And I don't sometimes, you know, those moments just in life where you're just getting beaten down and you're like, this is so difficult to do as a single woman. So how, what helped you and how did you kind of navigate that to get through the lonelies, but then, you know, you're also enjoying your singlehood. Yeah. So I think it's definitely been a process, but from what I can remember of like the, the sequence of how I've gotten to where I am now is sort of having this awakening moment where so much of my life I've dreamed of being married and kind of viewing marriage as sort of like the pinnacle of my human experience, I think. Like that's to me what signaled like starting your life. And um, I, I mean, I knew it wasn't like actually starting everything about your life, but it's when you, you're established in partnerhood and then you gain a family that way. And growing up, I didn't have any like lofty career goals for myself. I had things I was passionate about, but I I saw myself as being like a wife and a mother. And that was super important to me. So when you wrap your identity and your purpose around these things that you truly kind of don't have much control over, even when you have it, it can get taken away. I mean, as horrible as that sounds, but that is not the core of who we are. And so I kind of had this moment one time where I was like, gosh, there's so much I feel that I'm like hinging on this, this moment, um, of getting married of like, that's what gives me permission to, to start my life or to step into to my life more fully, whether that's taking on certain like roles or responsibilities or the kind of house that I'd have. Um, and, and all of that. And it just, it hit me that I was like, I am suffering. I mean, it wasn't like a, um, very blatant top of the surface. Like I was miserable, depressed type of a thing, but it was just like this low level, 
waiting for something to make me happy. And I just actively chose to fight against that and was just like, or rejected. I mean, like where I, I was like, no, I don't want that to be the story for my life. That is not my current situation. So how can I make what I'm, where I'm at right now, the very best that it can be. Um, and from then I kind of started just, um, dismantling like all the different areas. So a big one for me lately even is just creating a dream home that I love and, I still live in a space that's rented with other girls and my dream is right now to have, I've lived alone before, but I'm now again, like ready to live alone. And so as I just dream about like creating this home that I really love for myself and then, um, building a life on doing things that I feel like I'm here to do. And, uh, for me, that's like, you know, what does my career look like? What is my, are my offerings back to the world? Um, and so when I'm focused on those things, I think the relationship stuff really becomes back burner. Um, knowing that I I believe it is my story to get married someday because that's a desire that's within me, but I no longer feel that that's what I need to become this whole person. And so to answer your question about like the lonelies or stuff, because of course, you know, that happens. And I have moments where I very much understand why partnership is such a beautiful thing. And even down to the like, most silly mundane things where it's like, gosh, you know what would be, my room is far from the kitchen. (laughs) And so sometimes when I'm like rushing to get ready for something in the morning and I'm like, I just need someone to start the hot water for me. Like if I want to, or like make me a coffee or like put in the toast down (laughs) something that's like would save me five minutes. And I'm like, oh, I can see how it'd be really nice to have (laughs) someone to help with that. Um, up to the very, you know, more deep level things of like, that really intimate, beautiful sharing of your life with another person. But I think what I've tried to do is pinpoint when I'm feeling certain things, it's like, okay, what is it that you're actually feeling in this moment? Like, oh, you need someone to um, help you through this problem. And so I have so many beautiful friendships in my life or family members that I can go to with those things that I, I really lean on the other people in my life. I ask for a lot from people or not a lot, but you know, I'll, I'll be honest and say like, I'm feeling this, right. I'm feeling really sad or I need you to, uh, I need you to come over and give me a hug or, um, yeah. I mean, I have some girlfriends too, that like physical touch is a big thing for me as well. And so I have one girlfriend and, you know, of course a lot of this is pre pandemic. Um, but yeah, I would be like, we'd come, I'd come over and we'd like watch a movie and we'd switch off playing with each other's hair or scratching each other's backs. Like even just things like that, like, cause that's so comforting to me and I love doing that to other people too. And so that even just meets that like physical touch needs sometimes. Um, you know, obviously not on a sexual level, but it also, it really is like a comforting way to receive that. So those are, yeah, those are some of the ways. Yeah, I love that. I you've painted a beautiful picture of our, you know, being married is not our identity and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we can't flourish and live this, you know, amazing life that's authentic to ourselves, you know, if we're not mm-hmm. married, like we can still do that regardless if we have a husband or not. So I just feel like you're just such a great example of that because I do feel like a lot of women and myself included. And I think it's more of a society thing and maybe, you know, an older generation mindset of like, oh, you're in your mid thirties. What's wrong with you? Or why aren't you married? (laughs) Or why, you know, why don't you have this full blown career? You know? And it's just Mm -hmm. like, 
it, it gets heavy and I don't think people understand like it, it affects us. Like it's, you know, Absolutely. it's not encouraging and it, mm-hmm. okay, we already struggle, right? Like we already struggle feeling like, you know, why are, why did I not meet my husband yet? So yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a firm believer that just because you're married, you know, and have the cookie cutter, <laughs> you know, life, you know, that doesn't mean that everybody's happy and it doesn't mean that you're complete. So I applaud you. And that's amazing that you've created this life that, um, you know, you're fulfilling that on your own and, um, Mm. created beautiful friendships. And I think that's so important too, is to have really good, uh, female friendships that can Mm -hmm. kind of help carry that load. So that's, that's great. Yeah, I think so many times we think we reserve like this deep intimacy for partnership um, and say like, oh, well, I would I would only talk about these things with like a spouse or I would only, you know, be naked around a spouse or what, whatever those things might be where it's like this intimate vulnerability. And I, I don't think we should be reserving that just for one person. And I don't mean like be naked around everyone, but I, I, I'm talking more about like your girlfriends or, or whatnot, or letting them into those spaces that you maybe only reserved for relationships in the past and um, really allowing those to be these like deep, sacred relationships as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm just such a believer in that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great that you're not just like holding that just for a husband. And yeah, I mean, definitely. I won't be going around walking around naked. Not that you're, I'm just joking. Not that you're like yeah, yeah. walking down the streets being like, Hey, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Just not like being able to be vulnerable. And I think that's another thing too, as a culture and just, you know, as humans, I think it's really important that we tap into learning how to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, because without, you know, having that, it, um, I struggle with being vulnerable with people and I'm kind of the opposite. I'm not a touchy feely person. Um, I am mm. when I'm in a relationship, but just with friends and stuff, I'm not like a huge hugger and stuff like that. So I, and that's something I can probably look at and, you know, some people are, some <laughs> people are, but it's, I think it's great that you have found, what works for you and, um, that vulnerability that you can go to your girlfriends, you know, and brush each other's hair and mm-hmm. you're, you're meeting your specific, specific needs for you. And that, I think that's great. And I think that would be very helpful for a lot of single women and men to kind of navigate those waters and say, mm-hmm. you know, see like, okay, this is a need I'm not getting met. How can I fill it for myself? And what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So much of it is even just, it's kind of twofold for me as far as like on the deeper end, it's like the belief side or the core of like, what is it that I feel like I'd be getting out of this that I, and how can I meet that need in my own life, whether it's through myself or through other people that I do have available to me. Like for instance, something that was really beneficial for me to learn was the connection between creative and sexual energy and how, um, like our pure like life force is to create and to procreate. And um, that is kind of the drive behind so much of our sexuality. But it also is the same type of energy as our creative energy. So when we're creating things, whether that's art or like, you know, creating a, a podcast or creating, writing something, um, those are all ways of putting our like 
heart and soul out into the world. And, um, and so the times I feel like I I'm so satiated in so much of my life because when I'm, when I'm creating and doing things I love, that really does meet that need for me. And not to say that there's not physical desires, you know, for other things, but like that on a deep energy level that kind of equates to one another. And so just learning about those types of connections has been really helpful or like knowing that, you know, deep down it's just that I need a connection right now with someone or I need someone to talk to. Um, and then the other part of it too is the changing my thoughts around stuff and just realizing like it's just basic thought work. Like, um, and like what you were saying, if we've been conditioned as women to think like, oh, if you're not married by X year, you're not normal or something's wrong with you. Or if you're not, if you don't have kids, something, you know, like all these different things. And then just stopping and questioning basically every thought that you have and being like, wait, is this true? Is it what I want to be true for myself? And then knowing that you have the freedom to choose a new thought. And then that's what creates your feelings around something. So yeah, it's like even... I don't know if I'm like going on a trip somewhere and I I have to lift my suitcase up by myself because I'm traveling alone or whatever. I can see how if I was in a bad place mentally or and like emotionally with not being in a relationship, I could turn that into like, oh my gosh, I'm so alone. I have nobody. I have nobody to help me. Or I can just flip it and be like, cool, I'm getting to travel alone. I can easily ask this guy sitting in front of me if he can stand up and help me put my suitcase up and that's it. You know, like there's two different outcomes we could get from anything and we truly have the power to just decide what we want that to be. Yeah, I love that. And I'm going to piggyback on your suitcase example because (laughs) I know you travel a lot and so do I. And Mm. I drove cross country from Nashville out to California and um, I have my dog darling and it was just her and I, and I I think if I, and I did, I drove from California to Nashville three years ago and, you know, I'm staying in different hotels, you know, and I have to bring my luggage in and all that. So it's really funny that you mentioned that because three, Laura, years ago was like, oh my gosh, like this is so much work. This is so frustrating. And then coming back here, I was like, like what you're saying, I was like, you know, yeah, this is, it would be great to have this tall, dark and handsome man, like lifting (laughs) my four suitcases, but (laughs) I don't, but I, I handled it differently. And I, I love that you said, you know, if we're in a bad place mentally or emotionally, um, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like we're gonna, we're gonna look at, you know, the suitcases, like, like you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm single and I'm so alone. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I, it was just, it was great. You brought that up because <laughs> I, I didn't handle it that way. I actually was really proud of myself. I, you know, I was like, yeah, this is a lot. Like I have to, especially with a dog, you know, I have to yeah. check into the hotel, take her into the room, get her situated, go back to the car, mm-hmm. get my stuff and take a couple. Of, so it, yeah, it's a thing, but <laughs> Totally. I was like, you know, it's great that I can get in my car and go wherever I want, whenever mm-hmm. I want, um, you know, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I, I'm glad you brought that up. And I think singles, uh, I think that would really help just kind of shifting that mindset of, you know, I, I can do all this stuff on my own and yeah, it's hard when you get the lonelies, but you know, there's so many people I feel like that are married are, and they're just miserable. Yeah. So exactly. and that, my heart breaks for that, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the grass is always greener. And my dad always said this too, that always helped me. He was like, you know, Laura, like you can get in your car and go <laughs> anywhere you want. And like, 
that's a, that's a beautiful thing. A lot of people can't do that. So. Yeah. And that's, no, and that's yeah. so great that you were able to have those shifts too. And and yeah, and not in like a um that's another thought work thing too, is just like choosing to focus on the positives of where you're at versus the negatives. And sometimes it helps to be like, ooh, like, you know, I'm at a point right now, I think I do want kids eventually, but that sounds so unappealing to where I'm at in my current life. And I love all my friends that have kids and their kids and the I know that it makes them happy, but sometimes like I, it helps me to be like, oh my gosh, that would be so hard if I had a kid right now, or it, I couldn't travel as easily. Or yeah, if I was, what if I was on a road trip stuck with, in a fight with someone that I was like so annoyed with? And I'm grateful too, to have friends that are really honest and vulnerable about their experiences. And so while I'll cry to my friends sometimes say like, gosh, I, I feel so alone or like, I, I'm, I wish I had someone to be with. I, I do that less and less these days, but I have done that. I also have friends that cry to me saying, you're so lucky you're not in a relationship. This is so hard. I, you know, like I would do things differently, like all those things too. And, and so I don't use that information as like a, I'm better than you or like, oh, I am so, but I do try to use it for gratitude and just say like, yeah, I am really thankful. Like there are people who would want to be in my position. So why wouldn't I try to enjoy this while I have it? Um, and then enjoy the, the positives of a relationship when I have that. Yeah. I love that. I really do. And I do it that. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. Cause it's not like, you know, see proof like singlehood's better, but like, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, just because you have it doesn't mean it's all that it's cracked up to be. And so I, I think that's a great example of just kind of helping singles shift that mindset of not victim, but like, how can I look at this as something exciting and what goals can I tackle? And, you know, how can I, how can I enjoy the singlehood, you know, cause it won't hopefully, you know, I pray everybody finds their, their partner in crime, but you know, hope, you know, someday, you know, we won't be single, uh, you know, we hope and mm-hmm. we won't get, to, you know, go to Europe or France <laughs> or, you know, just on a whim, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, everything changes. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. And I, I also too wanted to ask you around cause you brought up kids and I kind of wanted to segue into that. Cause that's a, that's something that I, like you said, that's not really a desire right now, but your friends have kids and you enjoy that space with them, which I think is mm-hmm. great. Um, what would you say around that with people? I think for me, I guess I'll speak for me and then you can share your thoughts, but I do feel like, and I guess it just ties into marriage, but if you're not married and don't have kids or even if you like don't want kids, I still feel like there's this, and I think it's weeding out. I don't think it's as strong. Mm-hmm of a, um, expectation or a feeling of a woman. But like, I do feel like if you are not a kid person or you're not sure if you want kids or you don't have kids yet, I do feel like there's a slight negative spin on that, you know, as women. Mm-hmm. And so, can you speak a little bit of your thoughts on that and how to, does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, yeah, I do agree and am grateful for the fact that I think we're coming out of a little bit of, the more like traditional age of everyone just like you got married in your early 20s, you had kids, that was it. And so I think we are seeing a diversity of the way that people choose to live their lives. And there's also so many people that choose to remain childless. And um, and so hopefully there's more um, like acceptance of, of these different lifestyles. And But of course, there's still people who are going to question it. And for that, I think 
it's to me, it's so much of like a, people are projecting their own things onto onto you or um, or to other women or whatnot when there's when they say things like, "Well, do you want kids?" or like, "Why wouldn't you?" you know, like if they don't understand why you either don't have kids or if that's hard for you, it's because either that's something that they're wrestling with or they're, they're still just so indoctrinated with what the narrative is um, that they haven't been able to separate that from themselves. I think. Uh, yeah, like it's something that's so important for us to all question any of the shoulds that we're carrying, like feeling like, oh, I should be married by this time. I should have kids. It's like, but do you really want that? Like, is that truly what you want for your life? Or is that just something that you've been handed down from other people or pressure that you felt from family or parents or whatnot? Like I get a lot of pressure in my family. Like I know my mom wants me to have kids really bad and we've had to work through you know, saying like, mom, you need to manage those feelings and emotions in your own way and not share that with me because that doesn't help me really. I've, I'm to the point now where like she could share that all day long and it wouldn't, it still wouldn't affect me because I've done my own thought work around it. And I'm not in a place of like feeling sad about it, but, and you know, I honor other people's experiences with that too. And I just think that that's something that they've, that's their own stuff that then they have to work through. Mm, I love that. And I love that you mentioned thought work. I really like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge I, fan. Yeah. I, cause it's so true. Like our thoughts are like our powerhouse and whatever we're thinking, you know, executes into our feelings. And so I, I love that you shared that and, and I, it's so encouraging to see you and how you can, you know, respect your own thoughts and boundaries and feelings, but you also can have space to respect someone else's, but you clearly set up a boundary, which I think is super helpful just because I feel like as singles, like I, sometimes I feel attacked, um, Mm. and not in a physical sense, but just like, like the weight of the world and expectations. And, you know, most of my friends are married and have kids and then you know, hanging out with them is kind of tricky because their kids come along. And, and Mm. honestly, this may make me sound awful, but like, I don't want to hang around kids sometimes, you know, like, totally. I I love kids and I still don't want them around all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not that I don't like kids. It's just, I don't really want to spend time with them if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that's me. But um, like I love my nieces and nephew. Like so adorable. Love hanging out with them. I mm-hmm. yeah, kids are great, and we can learn a lot from them for sure. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, and that's where I think it's it's like it is helpful. I know it's easier said than done, but to have friends that are like spread through different demographics, kind of because you know I have the friends with kids who some that are like doesn't really affect their life that much. They incorporate them into everything. I have the friends who have kids who that's their life now. So (laughs) a lot revolves around that. And then I have married friends that don't have kids. I have single friends. I have gay friend couples that don't, you know, like, so there's all these different kind of dynamics. And I think that luckily for me, I know that's not necessarily as like something that you can just go out and like find all these new friends, but even just adding, like being a part of different Facebook groups nowadays, uh, I'm a part of so many different Facebook groups that are from podcasts um, and to see, to find so many other like-minded people, even if a lot of those people I haven't necessarily connected with in real life, it still just is so helpful to realize like, oh, the world isn't just married couples with kids, you know, like there actually are so many other 
single women in their thirties who are doing awesome things and independent and loving their lives. And and so the more we get to see that and experience it, then I think it helps shape our reality because we don't think that we're the, like the only ones type of a thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah. Cause I've struggled with finding I, mm-hmm. for me, I, it's been difficult to find like women, single friends. Um, mm-hmm in my mid thirties. And because like I said, it, a lot of them are married or, you know, so it, yeah. it's good that there's, you know, Facebook pages and I haven't even, I ha- I'm with a few, but I haven't thought of doing that, but yeah, it is, it, it is kind of hard to find, to start new friendships. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree, but it, it definitely can happen. And, um, yeah, I think that there are like, whether it's like sport things or of course everything is a little bit harder right now. So, um, but like they're even one of the podcasts that I listen to that is about single women. Um, they were doing these like meetups in different cities based off of people there. And so people have become friends from that. And, um, yeah, I mean, we definitely have to get creative, I think, and with how we meet people, but even, you know, connecting with people over Instagram, like I know lots of people who've made friends that way. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I met you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's there's always loopholes. There's always right. ways. We just mm-hmm. need to find them. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to ask you one more thing, and we'll um, close out. This has been so helpful, and I know there's so many topics that we could cover, um, but I wanted to just ask you. Um, you know, with the pandemic and being single and, you know, everything we've talked about and, you know, life gets so heavy for us. And I know we all have our own individual problems and how we look at life and, and dating. Um, Dating has just been, it's very difficult these days. Um, What are your thoughts and what are some things that you could offer up or help with people that don't really know how to navigate, like, how, not how to make themselves happy, but how, what's a, uh, like a positive, cheerful thing that you've learned throughout your journey and your story of, um, and you've already touched on it with friends and, you know, meeting your personal needs, but as we navigate dating and being single, just what are your, some like thoughts and takeaways on that? Yeah. Well, I, my biggest thing is to only do things that sound good to me. So I, to me, I'm in a stage of life where dating does not sound very appealing. Um, let's just take like, let's just take the pandemic out of the mix for a second. But even before that, like the apps I've gone on and off, but to me, they're just not an enjoyable experience. I've never really connected with people that well. I know some people who have been had amazing stories off of apps. And so obviously that's kind of what will keep me coming back for more, but I've been off them for years now. And so to me, it's listening to like, I'm such a big believer. And I tried to share this, tell everyone this too, of following your own inner voice and the things that light you up and not doing the things that don't. Because truly, like if, if you're just dating, cause you think you're supposed to date or that's how you're going to meet someone, but you're not actually enjoying it, then that's defeating the whole purpose. I, I live by the belief that if I'm supposed to find someone, they're going to find me. I'm going to find them however we're meant to meet. And um, I'm not worried about it. Like I'm not worried. I can meet them standing in line at Target. I could meet them, you know, at a restaurant, at a bar. Like I can meet them. Someone could connect us, you know, like there's just so many ways to meet someone. And I, 
try to only do things that sound like they'd be enjoyable and fun to me, which for now that's that's more focused on building my own life and a life of joy that I feel excited about and getting closer and closer to the highest version of myself that I picture. And that's like by building a beautiful home and by enjoying time with my loved ones and um, building a career that I love. And, um, and then if a person happens to fall into that mix, great. And then I think, you know, there might come a time I even just recently started to have like just the smallest inklings where I'm like, Oh, I actually kind of feel interested in dating again. And so listening to that, like, I think that there might come a time where I'm like, you know what? This sounds really fun to me. Or like I tell my friends, Hey, I'm ready to be set up on dates or who do you know? Or choosing to play a more proactive role in that. But for now, for me, that looks like not doing that because it just doesn't appeal to me. So I'd say, I guess any advice or, um, what I try to live by or what I would hope other women would be, would too, is just to truly only do what sounds good to you. And, um, cause if you're coming to dating from a place of like desperation or pressure or feeling like you need to meet someone, I just think that that would be a hard, it would make the experience harder rather than like, oh my gosh, I'm just excited to get to know people or to learn more about this person or, um, you know, to go on multiple dates. Like I know someone who uses dating apps when she moved to a new city just to meet people. She'd go on like five dates a week and it was just going out to dinner with people. I, that is not my personality. I'd be horrible at that, but you know, she was amazing at it. (laughs) And so I think, yeah, it's going to look so different for every person. And that's why I think it's so important to, you know, get in touch with your own joy, your own inner um, wisdom as far as what direction that's like pushing you in and then go from there. I love that. I love the, um, doing what feels good to you. Do you struggle with saying no to anything or people that aren't in align with that? I do. Yeah. I think at times it can feel hard because there's so many things I'm not interested in, but the more I get comfortable with that voice, like it's just as, yeah, it is easier to just tell people like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm not getting like asked out very much or anything, but, um, yeah, there's been times where I'm just like, you know, I'm not in a place where I'm very interested in dating at the moment or, um, yeah, just finding different ways to, to say no and not just coming up with excuses and knowing that it's okay to just say that I'm not interested like that, that could be it. Um, and so, but yeah, I think, you know, of course I'm also a people pleaser. And so that's been a, a hard journey, even not date, like forget dating, but even just if there's like a social event or something that I don't want to do, I feel bad. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but ultimately I believe that if I'm supposed to be, if I'm excited to be there, that benefits both of us. And if I'm not excited to be there, then it's not going to be the best for everyone. And so really just trying to honor, um, the desires that I have and, and yeah, and be there for friends. Of course, I'm just talking about like, um, things that are not as, as, as important. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. You said so many great, um, profound little tokens to take away. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's so great. I love to, I love just owning your desires of your heart and figuring out, I think it's important that we figure out first what those are. And then that mm-hmm. helps map your personal life map. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that so, so much. Um, this has been so helpful and so great. And thank you so much for coming on over it. And I definitely want to have you back because you are just like full of amazing wisdom and, oh. um, think that's how 
we can help each other in this crazy world is just sharing our story and um, how we've learned to navigate it and what works for us um, and just sending yeah. out um, wisdom to others. So I really appreciate yeah. you coming on and it's been so great talking mm. about life. Well, likewise, Laura. Thank you so much. I know. I'm so glad we got to connect. And this is truly one of the positive upsides of the internet and technology. And I think it is so helpful and beautiful to see other women who are like-minded and living in a way that is stepping into their fullness. And so it's great to hear you're doing the same and that you're helping other women do that through this podcast too. I think the more these voices can be amplified, the more hope it gives and healing, it gives future generations too, and um, other people. So yeah, it's very important work and so glad to connect with you. And hopefully we can do that in real life someday too. Yeah, I would love that. Actually sit down and <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, so nice. Oh, thank you so much. And um, yeah, this has been great. Thank you again. No problem. I'd love to come back too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely we'll have you back and we'll talk more about dating. <laughs> yes, we can go into it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Laura. Bye. Bye.